right. Welcome in. Welcome back, everybody, to a Notre Dame fans, including myself, must begin to accept this harsh reality and adapt to an edition of the Always Irish Show. As always, you can find the program on YouTube. Do hit subscribe if you haven't yet. I'd appreciate that. Give the video a thumbs up upon its completion. Only if you approve of the content, I'd appreciate that as well. Twitter, search bar, Always Irish, and I change my at for brand continuity and some things that are coming. The at is now Always Irish Inc. That is the at, important. 312-988-15, call in show once the staff is complete. I want to know what you think. So, let's get into the topic of the day, shall we? There's something right in front of our faces that I feel many of us Notre Dame lovers may be missing or don't want to fully acknowledge as a new reality as a Notre Dame fan, and I include myself in that. This, this isn't one of those where it's like, oh, I'm smart, but all you people need to get with it. This is a, this is a specific dynamic that I've been struggling with a little bit. And it's been, there's been so much going on with the coaches and coaching and coaching, poaching and all that, that, that this stuff's just rattling around in my brain. I'm struggling with it. We're going to talk through it. We're going to lay it out. We're going to talk through it. All right. Here's the deal. Notre Dame is now a little bit of a college football coaching hotspot. We have a good, stable culture. It's safe there. People treat you with respect there. It's an appealing landing spot. And, oh, by the way, the team's been really darn good the last handful of years. Not elite. I didn't say elite. I said really darn good. So it makes sense to me that good coaches want to come to Notre Dame, right? So... Knowing that these guys do want to come to Notre Dame to coach, it means that we have been and are now, in my opinion, hiring some really good coaches that are coming to and have come through South Bend. Just look at the recent history of defensive coordinators at Notre Dame after BVG, obviously. But look at everybody after that. Successful guys that other people want. Now, the downside of being appealing and getting good coaches, especially if they're younger and up and coming, is that they become desirable to others elsewhere. We've already seen how crazy our own staff build-out's been. We went from all thinking we had almost complete continuity to almost a completely new staff except for a few key pieces. I do want to know, I don't want to understate the key pieces that remained in place on the Notre Dame staff were the most important to me. So that is of big value. But we still went from thinking almost everybody was going to be back, everybody's pretty comfortable, to a lot of new faces at the horseshoe week one next year. So here's where I'm going with this. And the part that Notre Dame fans, including myself, are having a hard time accepting. Tommy Reese isn't going to stay at Notre Dame forever. He's just not. Like, I know there's a lot of people who don't believe in Tommy Reese as an offensive coordinator, 
um, because of some of Notre Dame's struggles or whatever with, with the offense, whatever. It doesn't matter what we think. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks. The people that hire people in football think Tommy Reese is a football savant. A football savant. So it doesn't matter if you don't think he calls a good offense or I don't or whatever. The people that give people these jobs love Tommy Reese. I think Tommy Reese ultimately is an NFL guy. He's an NFL guy. They are already looking at him. He was already with an NFL team, um, I believe, at least for one year, maybe more. I'm not sure. I think this guy has NFL goals eventually. Here's the other thing. Tommy Reese's dad was an NFL lifer. It is literally in Tommy Reese's blood to be in the NFL. Okay? Now, even if he stays this year after giving his speech about coming back and all that, I couldn't leave here. Fine. Great. Love it. But nobody, even me, Mr. Notre Dame Central, you know, whatever, excited to see what Tommy Reese can dial up without the, the clutches of, of Bayou Brian grinding on him like recruits telling him, you know, what to do. I don't know how much that was in play or not. Some people say Kelly was in control. Other people say he pretty much let Reese do what he wanted with the offense. I don't know what's true, but I want to see some new looks next year. But even if he comes back next year, no, what happens after that? I'm just telling you guys, I don't think Tommy Reese is going to be at, at Notre Dame that long or forever. You can't deny, even me as a Notre Dame guy, I can't deny being an offensive coordinator in the NFL is a higher respected position than being an offensive coordinator in college. That's just not a debate. One of them is the top level of competition in the world, and the other isn't. So that's not a debate. As much as everybody loves Tommy Reese, the hometown, the hometown favorite South Bend Sun quarterback there. You know, I get it. I get it. And I know Tom Reese loves Notre Dame as well. But I think he loves his career more. So I couldn't blame him if he made a decision soon to go to the NFL. It's the NFL. It is the pinnacle of this profession. I couldn't blame him if he did it. I would, I would blame him a little bit if he did it this year just because of the romantic speech and all that comeback stuff and whatever. That's a tough look to overcome. But moving forward, I'm just telling you all to prepare that not to be shocked when, oh, how could Reese leave? He's a Notre Dame guy. He's not a traitor if he does it. He's not anything like that. He's furthering his career, and that's to be congratulated. But here's where my emotions don't match reality. And I own it, and I admit to it. That's the difference between me and a lot of people. My biases or the things that I have no patience for or uh, the things that I'm going to nail or hit hard like Michigan or whatever, at least I admit when I have these biases or where anger comes from, right? So here's, here's where our Notre Dame hearts and souls and lineage and history and all that smashes right up to reality and, and I struggle with it. I could only coach 
at Notre Dame. Like, I'm not a football coach. I don't love coaching. But if I did, I could only coach at Notre Dame. I would not, like, personally. I have no interest in coaching football. But if you said you could coach Notre Dame football, I would live in a cardboard box in the white lot parking area in South Bend for the chance to be the water boy and be in every meeting with Marcus Freeman or something. Like, I'm only in, I would only be interested in doing any of this for Notre Dame. I don't have the passion for it to apply it anywhere else because I don't care. Notre Dame's the one. I would drop everything. If Marcus Freeman called and said, hey, buddy, you know, I want you to do the team's laundry, but you could be a part of the program. I'll move there tomorrow. I'll move there tomorrow because it's Notre Dame. That's my heart. That's my soul. That's my family. That's my heritage. That's my religion. All of that. All of that. That's not how this is for most coaches. For most guys, jobs are jobs, and they move around a lot in this business. I think we are, we are sometimes so Notre Dame focused, and I'm guilty of this. So Notre Dame focused, we forget the fact that these guys all don't love Notre Dame the way we do. They don't have that blind loyalty no matter what. They can't afford to do it because the coaching industry is so brutal. So brutal. You can't have that loyalty. You need to go where you can get the most money for your family and keep it moving and bounce around. I think sometimes I personally have trouble with that. It's totally logical, but I think sometimes we, we think as Notre Dame people, everybody on that Notre Dame staff must love Notre Dame and their soul the way we do. That's just not true. It's just not true. And that is not an insult. That's not a downgrade. That's not saying you're not bought into the Notre Dame program enough. No, 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 no. That's just the reality. These are jobs to these guys and they move around between their best opportunities. And I think that's important to keep in mind. I'm just saying, get used to the idea that some of these guys may not be around that long. Reese is one thing. The NFL's already looking at him. Stucky is an up-and-comer. Who knows where that's going to lead? McCullough didn't even, he hadn't even coached a down yet at Notre Dame. They barely even put out the release he got hired and people want him already in the NFL. So I wanted to cover that. But now let's bring this discussion full circle into a practical realm. It's great to have coaches that are wanted, sign of a healthy, stable, good program. Here's the downside, and I mentioned it before. Great coaches that leave, but leave adding no trophies in the case when they do. That's fine for the coach. It's hard on the fans. It's hard on the fans. I always hear, oh, well, Nick Saban loses half his staff every year and he's fine. When trophies are put in the case, fans are a lot more open to losing your good coaches to other teams. That is a compliment what I'm getting at with all this is if Notre Dame's now going to be one of these coaching hotspots 
and attract these young, up-and-coming, exciting guys with big-time futures in college and NFL coaching. If that's the level we're at now, that that many elite guys or guys that other entities in football think are elite are here, and we're not going to have this stable staff for five, six years and Marcus Freeman all that. If that's the dynamic that we're operating in, then I need Notre Dame to start winning big and doing it soon, like soon, like now. That's the deal. If you're going to have these guys that are that great, you need to start winning things while they're here before they leave. Philosophically, as a fan, emotionally, what exactly do you gain from having these great coaches not winning anything at all that's big? The Camping World Bowl trophy, I know Kelly has that. That ain't what I'm talking about when I say winning big. Win playoff games. Win New Year's Six games. So, emotionally, what does that do for you? Wow, these coaches are great. That's awesome. Selfishly, I admit it. It's hard to take when these guys that are good go somewhere else and we're left with no results that I care about from all their hard work. They got him a better job. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. So while Notre Dame has these great coaches, win stuff that matters to soften that blow to the program and everybody involved when these people leave. If you don't do that, this is going to be a really frustrating, tough dynamic for Marcus Freeman to navigate. It's hard, okay? It's hard. He wants to get things stabilized and all set up and get these coaches all set. He probably wants to do that for a couple years. Get everybody settled in. I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if that's going to happen. So if Notre Dame is now considered one of these hot programs for coaching prospects, that is great. But I need some damn results before these guys leave. And I don't think I'm asking for too much. That's, it's, it's so frustrating with this team. It has been. You always see, oh, look, Notre, you know, there's the SEC, Ohio State, and then Notre Dame putting all these guys in the NFL. They're turning, Notre Dame's turning out these NFL players. They're right up there, SEC top, and then Notre Dame, as far as players drafted in some of these drafts, that's fantastic. All those players, and then these good coaches everybody else wants. And it's like, this program is awesome. But I still don't have any trophies in the case that anyone in the world cares about. It's frustrating. It's just frustrating. All the bragging about the NFL picks we have and all this stuff. But there's no trophies. There's no trophies. There's no trophies. And that part of this is starting to get to me. All right? So the key takeaway here is that I need to be more mature and do a better job of realizing all these guys who come in here to coach don't love Notre Dame the way I do. And that's fine. That's fine. I just need Marcus to find a way to capitalize 
while he has these great guys capitalize on the field, find a way to put a trophy in the case, and then everybody can go get another head job, and I won't be mad at all. I'll be thanking him for the trophy. Okay? So this dynamic's going to be interesting, and I don't think it's going away. But the further we get down the path of Marcus Freeman finalizing his full new first staff, the more I look at some of those names and what could be coming for them in their careers, I just don't think all these guys are going to stick around that much, which is fine, but you got to win something. Win something, then leave. Win something, then leave. And it's, it's, it's just going to make, it's going to make my blood pressure go down. So I, more than anything else, just wanted to talk this one out because it's been bothering me. So I just wanted to lay it out. I would love to hear what you guys think about it. Let me know. Good night.